England was the focus this evening as the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals kicked off in style. In North London, Tottenham left it late at their new stadium to edge past Premier League rivals Manchester City thanks to this moment of magic. First touch just let him down a little, stretches to reach it to keep it in play. He jumped it down, oh, he's done more than that now, because Son has scored for Spurs. Meanwhile in Merseyside, Liverpool made light work of Porto to take control of their first leg encounter. Henderson with opportunities and he finds Alexander-Arnold. His cross is over to Firmino who cannot miss from close range. All the best analysis and reaction to come from tonight's opening quarter-final ties. Plus, we'll take a look ahead to Wednesday's enthralling encounters as Manchester United host Barcelona and Juventus travel to Ajax. Stay with us right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris Parrott and I'm joined by the European football expert Andy Brassel. So Tottenham Hotspur christened their new home in style in terms of uh, European football. Yes, they certainly did. And it was, it was more than just, I think it was worth more than a bigger win, really. If, if it had been a 3 or 4-0 in another game, it wouldn't have been so memorable. Uh, but the fact that they had to fight so hard for it, the fact that there were moments of adversity with the penalty with Kane getting injured, with Manchester City then taking the upper hand. That all made it, I think, so much more of a, a, a journey uh, for Spurs. And they'll, they'll hope that their Champions League journey continues for a while yet. It's felt like a real occasion at the full-time whistle. Uh, fans hugging each other. It's only half-time, but Tottenham are in control. The first leg of the quarter-finals finished like this. Tottenham won, Manchester City nil, and Liverpool 2 Porto nil. We will begin with a look at Tuesday's action at the tie at Tottenham's new stadium where Manchester City were looking to spoil the Spurs party. Phil Blacker describes the action. Aguero staring into the eyes of Hugo Lloris in the Tottenham goal. The penalty given by video review and Manchester City's all-time top scorer to take it. It's Aguero and it's saved by Lloris. Away to his left-hand side. A super stop to keep Tottenham on terms. A really good ball for Son though. He tries to collect it. First touch just let him down a little. Stretches to reach it to keep it in play. Just it down. Oh, he's done more than that now. Because Son has scored for Spurs. Kjell Tottenham lead against Manchester City. When it looked like the chance had gone. Son kept the danger alive, he kept the ball in play and has squeezed his effort past Anderson. The breakthrough in this quarter-final. Tottenham making themselves feel right at home at their new home. They lead Manchester City by a goal to nil. And Son Heung-min feeling right at home at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Scored the first goal ever against Crystal Palace in the Premier League and uh, scored the first European goal as well. Phil Blacker joins us now. Um, a stat for you, a stat for Tottenham fans in particular, could be a good omen. Spurs have progressed to the next round on each of the last nine occasions they've won the first leg of a European knockout stage match. And a 1-0 result, I mean, 
Mauricio Pochettino would have uh, snapped your hand off for that a kickoff, wouldn't he, on Tuesday? I'm sure he would. It was uh, such a hard-earned victory for them. And they had to really cover all facets of the game. I think defensively, they, they were brilliant. Uh, Manchester City, in the, the entire game, I think, according to the official statistics, only had two efforts on target in the match. One of those, the penalty, that was uh, saved anyway by Hugo Lloris from Aguero. I mean, what a difference that would have made. Had, had that penalty gone in, we would have been staring at a, a very different game. But Tottenham uh, rallied from that. They responded to that. They actually grew into the game in the immediate aftermath of that penalty, I think, buoyed by the, the atmosphere that followed. Manchester City, for all their possession, and they had the, the vast majority of it, for all the dangerous areas that they worked themselves into, didn't really create clear-cut opportunities. Yes, there was always, I think, a sense that something could be about to happen at any time, but you always get that when watching Manchester City because of the players that they've got on, on the pitch, the way that they, they play the game and, and keep hold of the ball. But I do think that tactically Maurizio Pochettino got his, his tactics spot on. We said at half-time when it was nil-nil that, that they would need to take a chance that came their way. It looked like the chance had got away from Son, but they did take that chance. They've given themselves uh, a real platform here. It, of course, it's far from finished, just the one goal in it. We've seen so many comebacks already uh, from much further behind than this in the yeah, UEFA Champions absolutely. League this season. But as a one-off result tonight, given all the, the circumstances, all the fanfare around the new stadium as well, the way that Tottenham came through will give them the belief that they can go through. Would they have settled for this result? Absolutely, they would. Well, you mentioned Hugo Lloris there, saving that early penalty from Sergio Aguero. And we can hear from him now, the Tottenham Hotspur captain. Yeah, it's just uh, one half. Uh, there's a second leg to play next week. Uh, but uh, we made the job. Um, the crowd was fantastic today. Uh, it's a big help and uh, they help us to, you know, to find the right way, to find the right energy to... And then to finish the game in a, in a strong way um, was tough, as expected. But I think uh, we show our skills and, um, and our togetherness. Well, Hugo Lloris has been under some pressure for a couple of errors recently. Um, but he loves saving penalties. You heard him say it's far from over. Um, I don't want to dwell on, on any negatives, really, for, for Tottenham, because they were superb. But Harry Kane's injury, um, speaking now, what? 15 minutes after full time we don't know the extent of it it didn't look good as he was helped down the tunnel um, and given the second leg is, is only in eight days time um, Spurs who knows they may well have to go to Manchester without their captain and, and their talismanic figure really up front they may um, the instancy of the decision to take him off I think suggested something serious. We, we're not medical professionals. We can't really speculate. But, um, yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look great. But what Tottenham showed is what they've shown through large parts of this season um, and parts of this season where they've been playing less well, which is fortitude, really, uh, mental and physical, to keep going against the team with all due respect to an excellent Liverpool side. I think the team that most would agree is, is, is the best team in England certainly over the, the, the last couple of years. And Tottenham deserved this win. They, they didn't steal it. Um, they defended brilliantly. They hung in there in the bits where they really look, looked under the cosh. And it was just a fantastic team performance. And they found a way. Um, I think Christian Eriksen, who it, it seems ridiculous to say, but is frequently overrated, underrated, sorry, in my view, his pass to, to pick the lock for Son's goal was absolutely fantastic and you know when people say if there's one thing that Tottenham lack maybe it's a bit of guile in midfield well they didn't lack it tonight that's for sure. It's very interesting that, that you pick out that pass because 
when I think of Manchester City, I think goals and attacking threat from everywhere. But Tottenham kept them unbelievably quiet, as Phil alluded to. They didn't have Bernardo Silva, and we think because of a muscle problem that he picked up, it, and he's been key for them. But they they didn't bring De Bruyne or Sane on until the 88th minute, I think. Um, it was quite uncharacteristic, wasn't it, for, for Manchester City as an attacking force? It was, which says it all about the job that, that Tottenham did on them. We kind of touched on it right at the uh, the start of the show. These coaches know each other so well. They, they're going to get even more well acquainted, these sides. This is the first of, uh, of three matches that they play in the, in the next four games for the two clubs. I think Maurizio Pochettino got this absolutely spot on with the way that he set up his side. The absence of Bernardo Silva, I don't think that can be underestimated because he's been so important to Manchester City all season, really, and seems to have been getting better and better. And... If it was a muscle injury that he picked up in training yesterday, which is kind of the, the reports that we're getting, much of the planning for this game may well have centred around him playing. Of course, they've, they've got the, the depth in the squad to be able to bring in uh, a player of, of, of equal calibre. But it might have had an effect both on, on their plans and, and the fact that he's been in such great form as well. I do think they missed him. Uh, and we didn't really see Sergio Aguero get any sort of service he went off for the last 20 minutes Gabriel Jesus I thought his movement was excellent when he came on he looked really sharp but again they weren't really creating chances for him and, uh, and so much of that has to go down to the, the job that Tottenham did defensively I think you're absolutely right Phil to underline the absence of Bernardo Silva yes they do have a lot of options but I think especially when you look not just at the penalty but that early booking for Danny Rose the fact that Bernardo Silva does a lot of his good work on the right-hand side coming in, I think that would have put him under big pressure mm. for, the, for the rest of the game. Was it a surprise to you two that we didn't see? And even De Bruyne was on the pitch for about five minutes, but saw a couple of moments in midfield when, when he did look likely to get beyond, you know, Winks and Sissoko and Wanyama, who were outstanding. Were you surprised that they came on so late? They could have changed it a little earlier. I think when they had the momentum, probably between... 60 and 75 minutes that was their spell really but there was little cutting edge and I think you look at above anything else what people rarely mention about De Bruyne is his pace and it's the same with Leroy Sané and that was the thing that really could have opened up Tottenham which you know they'd put a lot of physical effort in by that point so maybe if Manchester City could have gone through the gears a little bit more quickly in that dominant spell that would have helped them get what they wanted. And will they be disappointed with the goal, Phil? Because we've watched it back now. We have the benefit of a, of a slow-mo replay. The ball was very close to going out from a heavy touch from Son. Um, Fabian Delph and the goalkeeper Edison both put up their arms. Son plays on. Maybe Delph doesn't close him down quick enough and the ball goes under Edison. It's a great finish from Son, but Pep Guardiola might, in the cold light of day, look at those two and say play to the whistle mm. I think he will because he's a perfectionist isn't he and, yep. uh, and it was far from, from perfect Son needs most of the credit for the way that he kept it alive and, and profited his quick thinking Ericsson for the ball that, that put him in that position of course in the first place but yeah Delph will look at it Guardiola will, will look at it and say maybe you, you could have got tighter Edison will be disappointed to, to see that kind of slip underneath him doesn't look good for a goalkeeper whatever the quantity of the strike whatever the circumstances there was uh, an element of, of surprise in there and maybe even subconsciously just for a split second Second, uh, they, they switched off a little bit thinking the ball was going out of play or had gone out of play. No excuse. Pep Guardiola won't accept that uh, as an excuse, I'm sure. But 
this game was so finely balanced throughout. It would only take something like that, that the merest of, of split-second lapses in concentration, anything like that, uh, to ultimately separate the sides. And that's why it's still so finely balanced at the end of the first leg. And the second leg, Wednesday the 17th of April, that is next Wednesday. So there's a very, very quick turnaround. Um, how does City go about it in the, in the second leg, Andy Brassel? I mean, they'll definitely bat themselves to score <laughs> one, two, three goals at home. Um, but they've given themselves a mountain to climb. And, and we saw last season, they were knocked out of this stage to Liverpool, that they couldn't turn it round. Do you think they have... What, how do they go about beating this Tottenham team in eight days' time? Well, including De Bruyne and Sano would be a start, I, I think, um, because they need that extra bit of pace, incision, to put the pressure on Spurs, to open up what, as Phil was saying, it's an absolutely terrific defence. Yeah. Alderweireld and Vertonghen were absolutely outstanding in, in this game. But they've just left themselves very vulnerable with, without scoring the away goal. I think you pointed it out, didn't you, at, at the end? Um, if, if Spurs can score there, City have got a lot of work to do, and I think that at least should condition the way they they start the game. They need to be they need to be careful. Like they, I, don't, I don't think City are going to win the game in the first twenty minutes of the return, but if they're not careful, they might go quite a long way to losing it. They will. Well, you can follow the action from the second leg here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live next Wednesday. Tottenham taking a one-goal lead to the City of Manchester Stadium as they search for a place in the semi-finals of the Champions League for the very first time. Next, we go to the northwest of England because Liverpool welcomed Porto to Anfield and Richard Kaufman saw this one. Down the left-hand side, Sadio Mane. Liverpool first win attack for them. Firmino gets it inside the box. Kate with a shot deflected. Oh, it's in. Naby Keita with the goal for Liverpool. Stunning strike. Corner deflection. Casillas left flat-footed. He only scored his first goal for them on Friday night. Now he's got his first in the UEFA Champions League for them. Liverpool won. Porto nil. Henderson with opportunities. And he finds Alexander-Arnold. His cross is over to Firmino, who cannot miss from close range. They've been knocking on the door of a second. And they have a second. 25 minutes gone. And Liverpool are doing it to Porto again. Brilliant build-up play. Scintillating football. Liverpool 2, Porto nil. Liverpool beat Porto 5-0 on aggregate in the last 16 last season. And Richard, uh, as you alluded to there, they are fully in control of this tie this season in the quarterfinals. Yeah, they are obviously not quite in the same manner. Of course, they uh, went to uh, Anfield with a 5-0 lead. That doesn't happen too often, does it, in knockout football in the UEFA Champions League. But they are going to be the big favourites uh, heading to the Estadio de Dragao in eight days' time. Two goals, Keita Firmino. They could have had more, but it, it was a very interesting game because on another night as well, Porto could have got an away goal, and the difference that makes is huge. Uh, Musa Morega, I was very impressed with his performance tonight. I thought he was a, a handful for the Liverpool defence. And I know we hear this phrase often, you know, on another day, could have had a hat-trick. But he, I mean, he had at least, I mean, I wasn't keeping count exactly of them, but I would say six decent opportunities. Some of them saved, some of them he put wide as early as the second minute. He had an opportunity. We had a couple of VAR decisions as well for handball against Alexander-Arnold and Lovren as well. Correctly, I think, in, in my opinion, at least, the decision uh, went the right way and uh, it wasn't given a, as a penalty. But it was a night 
night where Porto looked to try and create chances, didn't get that away goal. And I think that is something they obviously craved, something they can't take back to Portugal. And I think that aids Liverpool's cause even more to make the semi-finals. Richard, as you say, Liverpool obviously strong favourites from, from here. But what I thought was so impressive about Porto, after they went 2-0 down pretty quickly, they would have been forgiven for thinking, uh-oh, here we go again after last season. I mean, you said it yourself in the commentary, mm. Liverpool are doing it to them again. But in fact, Porto, rather than dropping back, retreating into their shell, they did show belief to try and get back into the game. Yeah, and the second half, they restricted those Liverpool chances. Uh, there was a brilliant opportunity just before that second goal for Salah when Otavio gave the ball away. He was trying to find Felipe uh, in defence and found Salah instead. And he had one-on-one -on -one with Casillas, put it wide. And then four minutes later, Henderson with a lovely threaded ball. It really was. Alexander-Arnold ran straight onto it, crossed the face of goal. Firmino running onto it, scored. Firmino then had another opportunity. Cater and Henderson again involved. I thought Henderson uh, was a very key player for Liverpool tonight in terms of uh, creating those opportunities. Firmino clipped the top of the crossbar and you thought, as you say, here we go again. But after that, they limited while still posing a threat going forward. And there is, when you watch Liverpool, uh, if you've watched them in the English Premier League recently, you know, against Southampton, against Fulham, against Tottenham, you know, there is a sense still of some kind of vulnerability there. Now, Porto are going to have to start taking their chances, but they had opportunities tonight and they'll go to Portugal as well next week, thinking this is far from done and dusted. It's a lot tighter than it was when they met in the last 16 a year ago. Well, Jurgen Klopp will know that. Let's hear from him now, though, a happy man after the game at Anfield. Uh, we scored wonderful goals. We controlled the game most of the time. Gave a few too, too many set pieces away. Uh, really strong in that. I think they scored 40-something percent of their goals after set pieces. So they had a lot. It was then quite uncomfortable. We defended them well. One or two kind of counter-attacks, but not more. All the rest, we, we, we played really well. Second half, we lost a little bit of rhythm, I would say. We lost a little bit of direction. It's nothing to criticise. It just was just obvious. But 2-0, of course, is a, is a very, very good result. But game is still on. Richard, uh, we spoke about it from a Manchester City point of view, but from Liverpool, keeping that clean sheet, no away goal for Porto, that really does put them in a well, pretty much a, a perfect position going to Portugal. That's a fantastic result. You can hear Jurgen Klopp absolutely delighted, and, and so he should be. I just, I, just, I, I don't want to rule Porto out. You know, at the end of the match, it was a, a nice moment. You know, they'd lost 2-0, but their fans were superb throughout, as you would expect, singing and waving their flags and their scarves around. And the Porto players all came up to them. And they didn't just go over, as you sometimes see, and say thanks for your support. 30 seconds later away. They stood there for minutes applauding their fans. Then the Porto players got in a huddle in front of them as well uh, and spoke to one another. I assume saying like, you know, we've shown here tonight we can create chances. We're going to have a great support at the Estadio de Gao. Now, the thing is, they're going to obviously have to stop Liverpool scoring. And when you've got Salah, Mane, Firmino, Origi to come off the bench, Shakiri potentially to come off the bench. Can Porto keep a clean sheet? Obviously, that's something that can be spoken up, I suppose, nearer the time when they play in eight days' time. But as of tonight, yep, Liverpool, clean sheet, couple of goals, they're in the driving seat. And did we see um, that slight change in Liverpool that, that we have maybe over the last year? Um, fair to say, at 2-0 up, they might have really gone for it in the second half, but this year they are 
slightly more pragmatic. They, they, they knew they didn't want to concede and therefore um, maybe scaled it back, whereas in previous years under Jurgen Klopp, they, they would have just been all out attack for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, difficult to tell, really, because you obviously want to give a little bit of credit to Porto. And you heard when Jurgen Klopp was just talking like just now, saying in the second half, lost a little bit of our rhythm. So whether that was something tactical or just something that happened and evolved naturally, it's hard to tell. But yeah, they weren't gung-ho, certainly in the second half. The first half was wide. I mean, from a neutral perspective, it was fantastic. Down one end, down the other end, chances galore. Uh, could have been more than the couple of goals. They had that opportunity right at the start of the second half, Liverpool, when the Firmino was, uh, sorry, Mane volleyed in and was just a whisker offside. He was offside, otherwise it would have been 3-0. After that, there wasn't that many opportunities for them. In fact, uh, a couple of efforts from Salah, but as I say, Mariga was uh, threatening at the other end. So, yeah, difficult to tell exactly the cause of Liverpool maybe taking their foot off the gas, but I suppose 2-0, it's a good lead, isn't it, to take to Portugal? It certainly is. And we can hear it from Virgil van Dijk and also the captain, Jordan Henderson, now. I always enjoy these nights, but it was good to get a good result, and I think we, uh, we did that. Obviously, in the end, we need to do it all together, and... Um, I think Milner did it fantastically as well today. So yeah, we have we have plenty of quality in the team to to fill any spot that you know comes free at or or ch needs a change. I'm uh, looking forward to all these games. Uh, season is almost over. Not a lot of games left. Hopefully, hopefully nine more after tonight. And uh, yeah, we we'll just uh, enjoy every bit of it, and uh, then we can uh, rest. We know how good Porto are. We're a very good team, as you've seen again tonight. Of course, it's difficult to play against, um, and we knew that off last year. Um, and we knew that they'd want to be, they'd want to strike back, if you like. So we knew it would be a tough game, but overall we've got to be pleased that we've scored two good goals and we've kept a clean sheet. Richard, uh, one player Porter didn't have uh, was the experienced head of Pepe. Um, did they miss him? And I guess he'll be back for the second leg. I, I know Andy Robertson will be from a Liverpool point of view, but um, that will certainly be a boost as Porto try to create yet another incredible comeback in this season's competition. I, I do think they did miss Pepe. I know we were speculating before the game because, of course, uh, Eder Militao then slotted into centre-half, which is probably his preferred position apart from being at right-back. But I thought they were with Maxi Pereira. You know, he's 34 now, you know, coming up against Sadio Mane and the Liverpool attack. You know, maybe his best years are behind him. I think they will be stronger with Pepe slipping into centre-half with uh, Eder Militao slipping into to the right-back. They'll also have, of course, uh, Hector Herrera back at central midfield as well. So they'll be at full strength for the second leg. Of course, as you mentioned there, uh, Andy Robertson will go back to left-back, although James Milner did a, a pretty good job himself in that left-back role as well. So, yes... You know, I think that uh, Porto will certainly not be giving up on this one. Uh, Sergio Conceição will be a lot more happier than he was, of course, after the first leg when they took, off, took on Liverpool in the last 16. And then they have to go back. I know it was 2-1 they were trailing from the first leg against Roma in the last round. But, you know, they, they don't very often fail to score, Porto. I think this is the first game this season in the UEFA Champions League where they have failed to score. But back on home turf, they'll fancy if they can get off to, you know, a good start, nick a goal in that first half, it's game on. But the hard thing for them, I think, is going to be able to stop Liverpool from scoring because 
you know, Salah, Firmino, Mane. There's goals from everywhere. Henderson looks dangerous as well. Cater has now scored two goals uh, in two games, hasn't he? Suddenly yeah. he's he's prolific uh, as well. So, yeah, Liverpool are a threat coming forward. And if they can obviously score an away goal, then it leaves Porto needing to score four. And that's going to be, well... You wouldn't say impossible, but extremely difficult for them. Even in this most extraordinary of UEFA Champions League uh, knockout stages. So Liverpool 2, Porto nil, the full-time score in that game. Um, Tottenham beating Manchester City by one goal to nil in the other of Tuesday's quarterfinals first leg. And we can hear now from the City boss, Pep Guardiola. I think it's the action, the episodic. So the game was really good. We've been really good in a in difficult game and stage. We control it and we create you know, not much chance, but enough chances, including the penalty and, and the other situations. And we were more than controlled, so the second half we didn't concede anything. And one side is so difficult and complicated, so uh, we did it. So it was a good performance for our side um, there, but that is the Champions League, so that is the challenge. So we lost and we have the second game, we'll see what happens. Well, they were defeated thanks to Son Jun Ming's uh, goal after 78 minutes, and it's here from a very happy South Korea now. Actually, very special, but the most important thing is we wanted two in the row, and especially this night was clean sheet, and I'm very happy and very proud of this uh, this teammate, and we are just happy. It's never easy, you know. It's uh, with the Champions League, you play two games home and away. But, you know, it's, uh, it's not finished uh, about this game. So I think we have to be more ready than uh, than today and we have to fight more than today. So I think the players uh, should know what we have to do there and what we should do. So it's advantage Tottenham, it's advantage Liverpool. And tomorrow night, two more massive Champions League games. Both classics get underway, Andy Brassel. Manchester United, Barcelona are featured commentary and Ajax Juventus. Both these matches have been finals on two occasions. That's right, real historical weight to both of these and strong favourites in both ties with uh, Barcelona and Juventus. Looking, I guess, to reprise their, their final uh, of uh, 2015. But Ajax and Manchester United will have something to say about this after incredible comebacks in the last round. And I think the atmosphere at Old Trafford and at the Johan Cruyff Arena is going to be absolutely terrific. So Tuesday scores Tottenham 1, Manchester City 0, Liverpool 2, Porto 0. Make sure you join us from 19.30 CEST on Wednesday evening. Full match commentary, Manchester United against Barcelona at Old Trafford. And all the key action from Amsterdam as Ajax host Juventus. They should be a couple of absolute crackers. Until though then, from Andy Brassel, Phil Blacker, Richard Kaufman and myself, Chris Parrott, it's goodbye. The quarterfinals kicked off in style. Henderson with opportunities and he finds Alexander-Arnold. His cross is over to Firmino who cannot miss from close range. They've been knocking on the door of a second and they have a second. 25 minutes gone. Brilliant build-up play. Scintillating football. Fantastic. Liverpool 2, Porto 0. First touch just let him down a little. Stretches to reach it to keep it in play. Just did that. Oh, he's done more than that now. Because Son has scored for Spurs. Son, Tottenham lead against Manchester City when it looked like the chance had gone but Son kept the danger alive he kept the ball in play the breakthrough in this quarter-final Tottenham making themselves feel right at home You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live